Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest is Angel Tiger Robles Jr., MMA fighter, 2-0. I know him. He was a bouncer at the comedy club, and now we're like this. It's his first podcast ever. I think you're going to like this. Tiger Robles Jr., MMA fighter. Enjoy. You know what? When I, uh, when I got somebody tough on, right, I always like have a tough workout, and like, I, I, I don't know, I, 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 I go a little harder, and that's what I did today. For you, I, like oh. I, I was in the gym, like Ugh! I feel like I gotta go tougher. You know what I mean? That's what I did. I knew you were gonna be on. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. Today I got a, a, a literal ass kicker. He is. A, what, are you three and zero now? Two and zero. Two and zero. Six and zero. And as an as an amateur. So. Oh god. Damn. Well, amateur. It's done now. Ryan, I mean, Ryan with the zero. Yeah, it's, it's done now though. You can throw the amateur at the window, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're pro now. Hey, this guy right here, he is Angelo. Is it Angelo or Angelo? If you're around my uh, my family, it'd probably be and hello, but no, we're, we're going with Angelo. And, <laughs> because you're in Indiana, that's why you're going Angelo. If you, if you know me on the on the streets, uh, it's just better to call me Tiger. That's <laughs> Tiger Robles Jr. This guy, here's how I, I met this guy. I was at the comedy club, and uh, I see this dude with ears, and I go, man, this guy's going to be the greatest bouncer ever. We don't have to worry about anybody talking in the show. And ever since then, we had we had, had like a nice little symmetry. Man, you, yeah. right? From the get-go, we're like, boom, I go, you stress? Yeah, they, right then there i knew we were gonna be like this so yeah so i'm glad to have you on the show bro thank you thank you Two it's a pleasure to be here man my first ever podcast first so ever he's breaking his cherry on the Heck show yeah. yeah on the show oh my god i told you why i bring nothing but the best bro i'm honored you know i, I, I no i'm honored, I'm honored. <laughs> when did i time you got tested in the streets man when did I in the streets yeah thankfully like, i've never been in a street fight Really? I, dude, I, I try and stay away. Of course you do, but I, I'm the type that's going to run. <laughs> no, you know, it's always best to run because you never know if somebody has, and you got, honestly, now that you're a fighter, you know, you're probably going to be one of the greatest in the UFC probably ever. And so somebody's, you know, Let's you hope. pull a knife or they could step on your toe and you get like a hangnail or something like that. I mean, you never know. <laughs> so, you know, you got, you got to be careful. So yeah, but you never, even growing up, you never fight in the streets. Dude, last, if I can think about growing up, well, you know, I got like altercations with the neighborhood kids. Grown up a little bit, but even then, I was still the kind of type to run away and tuck my legs. <laughs> I, I was never the tough guy. I was afraid of you know. God was the kid that was scared to go in the deep end of the pool. You know, I grew, <laughs> I grew up a little scaredy cat. Uh, it wasn't until I found jujitsu, man, that I started gaining some confidence in like, myself. How bad was your? I mean, was it like a bad confidence, or was it? I mean, was it like were you scared all the time, and what were you afraid of? Was it getting hit, or was it when? Because me, I always like if it goes down. I'm confident what I can do when it goes down. Like it's like, okay, it's going down. I can get my seal myself. Okay, here we go. But it's the lead up to it that I go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Somebody starts screaming. They go, look at motherfucker. But if they hit me first, then okay, then I'm ready. So how about you? Like, what was it like? It depends on what age. You know, I well, I started jujitsu when I was 13. Okay, but before that, I was just scared of life. You know, I, I care. I feel like I carried a lot of anxiety. I didn't, know, I didn't know how to work hard. You know, I, I, I was lazy. I, I play video games all the time. I would talk shit in video games, but <laughs> come real life, <laughs> there was no talking shit. I mean, I would, I wasn't going to let someone beat me up. I would, you know, I would throw down and if it, if it came down to throw down, but even then I never really got into stuff in school. I remember I, I got into like probably two fights in middle school, but Nothing significant. But on Call man. of Duty, you're, you're the man. Though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was all thirteen year olds, man. We're <laughs> I'll talk about your mom over over Call of Duty, but you know we're we're not. I'll, when it comes to real life, I was the kind. Of, you know, it was like the Twitter of the day. 
before Twitter was a thing. <laughs> it, you would just talk shit over Call of Duty. I just can't see you fucking <laughs> on Call of Duty just talking shit. So, yeah, well, come on down here and I'll straighten you out, motherfucker. <laughs> and knowing you're like like a ten years old and shit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I, I got no muscle. I didn't. Uh, I couldn't do a pull up. Really? No, no. I was that kind of kid. You know. Uh, yeah, I. What was your game of choice? What was your game of choice? Call of Duty for sure. Really? Call of Duty Four, mod, or or uh, you know, Modern Warfare Two. Those were the two. <laughs> those were the games. <laughs> Do you still play? You still no, play? no, man. I rarely ever play video games now. Really? Just, it's just a big. Uh, I just know how I can get. If I start playing, I'll, I'll spend hours playing video games. Are, are you like that? When you find something, you just lock in. Pretty much. Yeah. Are you Gemini? Yeah. That's me. Uh, uh, no, I'm a. I believe uh, Capricorn. When were you born? January nineteenth. Oh, that's right. You born, uh, happy birthday. Hey, thank you. Holy boy, twenty three. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Hey, thank you. Thank oh my you. god, you look like your baby. That's like, I'm trying to age in reverse, man. Uh, you, you know, that's why I do all this biohacking stuff: saunas <laughs> and cold showers. You, you like the you like the Puerto Rican Benjamin Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why I try to tell you I'm trying to age like Benjamin Button, man, in, in the other way. You look good though, thank man. You, thank but you. I see you do that. I saw you do that. The uh, the the ice bath, but it was but you kind of cheated because it was in front of your house and it was in the summertime. That is that is true. That so, is true. So I mean, no you offense, call but me out. dude, it's no offense, but that's like it's easy. You got to make it hard. I do. You, you got to make. Here's what I do now. Today, I'm not gonna lie. What you said resonated because you said sometimes I don't really do it, and you hesitate, and that's me because I do the same thing with cold showers. Like I, I learned it from from Wyatt there. It, surprisingly, he has a good advice. Surprisingly, so like <laughs> he he told me about taking cold showers. So from for, it's what. Third year doing this, Wyatt. Third year doing this, and I've never taken a hot, I only taken a hot shower twice since I've known him. That was and that was this year because I I had a cold and I and I was really prickly and I got I'll you know take a hot shower and then once I'm I'm well again I'll go back taking cold showers and it's it's the getting in especially like now when it's the winter time yeah and I get to working out I go man I go. Ooh. And, but but then you just got to take that first step and you get and then you and embrace it. You can't pussyfoot it. You got to get in and just let the water hit you. And I'll just do a scream and you're good. Uh, yeah, yeah. You do a scream and you get like, Aah! and then you go, I'm good. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's cathartic, man. You just let it all out. I, uh, I literally started my morning with a cold shower today. Five minutes. Uh, I'll even what I help. What I find helps is I'll brush my teeth in there. I just get zoned no, that's in. Nasty. That's just nasty. That's nasty. I would rather pee in the shower than take a sh- than brush my teeth. Why in the not shower. do both? Pee and brush my teeth? Yeah. Well, not at the same time, but you know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. You know what? That is true because you know what? With a cold shower, you're not in there a long time. Like, no. you know, like when it's a hot shower, you might pussyfoot around there forever. But when a cold shower, you hit the important spots and you get out. Yeah. Well, when I hear that, that little voice in your head of like, don't do it. Don't do it. I'll, I'll tell myself, dude, just get in for a minute. And then once I'm in there, the next day I know it's three minutes and it's easy. Well, to me, the easy part is I always listen to music when I'm in there. Like so, I, I, so do I. And, and once you get a song, that you, if, you, if you're really into the song, it, it, it eliminates the cold because your, your brain is taking someplace yeah, else. And, yeah. and I learned that gets me through. Like if I listen to a podcast, it's different because I don't oh. know where it's going. It's like, Who's cold? it's cold. But if you listen to music, oh, that's my jam. And next thing, oh yeah, it's supposed to be cold. Yeah. But it's not. But, but it still gets you on the back. And if you know how long the song is, you know you can endure that amount of time. Bingo. See, I should be your coach. <laughs> I should be your coach. Oh no, you want to take over that Coach Pat role? That's a big spot to fill. Man, Coach Pat's great, but you know who? You know who is the man? Nick Hyde. Nick Hyde. Tell me how great. Dude. Tell no. Tell people how wow. great Nick Hyde is. Now, Chris. Chris Lytle is great. Don't get me wrong. Chris Lytle, I think, would have been great anyway. He really. He's tough mentality. Dude's a savage. But Nick Hyde helped train him, and 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 it was iron sharpening iron. But tell people how great Nick Hyde is. So I. 
was under Nick Hyde and James Klingerman before I met Coach Pat. Um, and I, he was literally the person I would spar with every day. And not every day sparring, that's not good for you, but uh, I was I was under his tutelage, you could say. Mm-hmm. And the man is, like you could say like myself, he does not age. I call him Blade whenever <laughs> when I, I see him. He doesn't age. He's almost 50 years old. The guy looks like he's fucking 35 and could fight in the UFC tomorrow. Yeah, I, honestly, I probably think he could. I mean, Nick Hyde is that dude. Yeah, man. he's uh, him and Corey Anderson just met for the first time yesterday. Corey Anderson, light heavy, uh, former light heavyweight of the UFC, just fought for light heavyweight Bellator championship. Yeah, yeah, he's he's working with us now. He's living in Indiana when he's not training for big fights and going out to uh, Tom's River, New Jersey, but. Yeah, yeah, Nick Hyde, they just met for the first time. And I'm like, how, was how cool to be a fly on the wall in that room. I, I wish I could have been there. Oh, man, those two together. I mean, I, I I don't know him, though. I respect him, of course. But yeah, I respect, I, I respect Nick because Nick's brother is a mechanic for my motorcycle. He fixes my motorcycle. Okay. So yeah, he like, one time he kept it like six months. I go, man, I need my bike, dude. And he's great. But then I didn't realize he, I didn't realize Nick uh, was his brother. And I'm like, wow. And he told me about, you know, all things, you know, Nick is a great dude. Great man. Great, great man. guy, man. I, I mean, uh, he he's just going to make you a better person. Yeah. No matter what, you talk to him, you work out with him, he's going to make you a better person just off of one interaction. And the guy, you see a striking and you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to strike with this guy. And then you think like maybe I should take this guy down. And then you find out he's a black belt in jujitsu. Yeah, I mean honestly, he is like he's like the worst nightmare. It's like where is his weakness? Where, <laughs> where's his Achilles heel? Where's his Achilles heel? <laughs> I mean he's he's great on his feet. And you go, I'll take him down. And he's like, oh yeah, I live here too. You yeah, know I, mean? I don't want to be the guy that's got to try and solve that puzzle. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll just try and learn from you instead. Okay. So, so what do you do if you meet somebody like that? Because I mean, I'm gonna go on a limb and say, well, actually, I'll take that back. I was gonna say, uh, your home is being on the mat because you're a wrestler and now jujitsu, but. You made the Golden Gloves and went to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, uh, Coach Pat, man, he's he's the genius behind it all. I, I, uh, it was only to be on to be honest. It was one boxing match. I know a lot of the Golden Gloves guys; they got to go through like a tournament, almost you know, multiple opponents uh, to get to the championships. But yeah, you know, I'm not a boxer, and I I took up boxing because of Coach Pat for his whole summer. He's like, hey, we're just going to do nothing but straight up stand up because yeah. that's what I needed to work on. Yeah, that was, you know, I got a lot of good working with Nick, but, you know, meeting Coach Pat, he's just a genius when it comes to noticing details. And he goes to Thailand and works in Muay Thai and just has come across multiple champions he's he's worked with and coached a lot of guys to the UFC. But just the man that uh, we're going to throw you into boxing and it doesn't care how you feel about it. And there's times I'd walk out of the gym in tears because I got my ass whooped by boxers. Dude, I mean, I give you. But that's cre- what it takes. But I know what know? I know that's like. I know what that's like because I was like you. I just like. I've always said, man, you get me on the ground. I get you on the ground. I'm comfortable. But it was that stand up, like man, when somebody pops you and, you, and your nose goes, like, <laughs> yeah. not, not like, but that, and you're like, oh, and, and you just instantly start watering, and then you got to take some more punches. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's the punches, man. Punches in the face. Yeah. It, it's not very pleasant. It's not for the faint of heart. It's uh. You know, just getting over that, and that's what helps with going with Nick and how scary he was to spar with, um, was getting over that flinching. 
You know, whenever whenever you start getting hit in the face, you wanna you wanna flinch from every punch. And if someone, you know, if you if you uh, if you're a high school dude and or you got you know high school friends, you would always do the flinch game. You know, like you try and oh, I made you flinch. That's two punches. That was always the thing, and that's something that's very hard as a fighter to overcome. And you see a lot of uh, guys that if they're not comfortable with the feet, that's kind of one of the first glimpses you get of reading them yeah. is oh they don't take punches very well or that's kind of like Brock Lesnar's thing once guys figured out oh he doesn't like to get punched in the face yeah that if, if I can hold off his takedowns but let me tell you something about Brock people talk people talked shit about this guy like, like but let me tell you something as far as some of the greatest athletes athletes that I've ever seen in my life Brock Lesnar to, to me is is one of the top 20 yes. because that guy he came like he hadn't played football. I don't know how long. He almost made the Vikings. Yeah, he almost made the Vikings. Okay. Then when it comes to he went to the UFC and he was a heavyweight champion what, in less than a year. And he had led less than five fights. I mean, granted, he was a Division One wrestler, and that's a whole different brand and for Minnesota. Yeah, national that's a, champion. That's a whole different. That's a whole different brand of ass whooping right there. Is a Division One wrestler. I've wrestled Division One wrestlers, and it's like wow. Same. You, you got to know it. I mean, you wrestle what University of Indianapolis, right? Yes, Which sir. is five years. Division Two. Division two. Yeah. Okay, so you wrestled Division one wrestler at, at open tournaments, right? Yes, sir. Is that is a different world? Yeah, I mean, it, and I wrestle unattached wrestlers. Those who don't know what I'm talking about, unattached means these guys are getting ready for the Olympics or some kind of international event where you take on Russians like like our sound guy Nikolai, who's <laughs> a, who's a, the spy. Anyway, like you take on those guys, and that's a different brand of ass whooping or wrestler. You're like, how is this person so physically stronger yeah. and quicker than me? Like, how did you? And so, so to watch Brock do what he did, and people talk shit. I go, man, let me tell you something. Brock learned at a great level, and I was watching him. People say like. He was afraid of boxing, but if you watch his movements, his movements were great. Yeah, I mean, okay, he, who who does like the hit in the face? And I, yeah. I he didn't do bad. It's just that I remember uh, Kane Kane Velasquez was another oh. animal he, who ate him up, and so did uh, also a former college wrestler, Division One, and also uh, 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 the big boy from uh, Shane Carwin. Uh, no, from uh, oh, he beat the shit out of Shane Carwin, but the one from uh, the Deutsch, not Deutsch, uh, the Netherlands, um, uh, Alistair Overeem. Over him, the ream. Before he, before he got, you know, was uh, uh, pharmaceuticals. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he was it, was. it was horse meat, man. That's what it was. Well, yeah, <laughs> watch that guy. Watch it before. I don't know why he went that big because he was great before. Yeah, he yeah. really was. He I'm like, for, uh, yeah, over and, in Japan. And then you know he did what he did, and I'm like, why would you do that? But anyway, Brock was a great athlete. I hate to see people talk shit about him. No, I and, and even then, I'm not trying to talk shit about him. But that's it's just one of those things where you notice of such an animal, of such a beast, that was one of the chinks in the armor, Yeah, right? Was that you could tell, oh, okay, his stand-up is the the opening in his game if you were going to try and attack him. And yeah. even then, good luck. Yeah. Because the man is built like a tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then good luck. I mean, yeah, okay, he don't like hitting the face, but you know what? You got to get to that face. Yes. And if you can rush him and, you know, take a couple coming in, right? Like, if, if you watch the old tapes of the uh, of uh, BJJ with the, uh, with the with the Gracies. Yes. Right? I've been to that academy, the one in, in Torrance, where everybody's standing around. He takes on, I think, a karate expert or whatever, and he beats the shit out of him. And he takes a couple going in, but once he grabs you, it is over. Yeah. And that's what Brock could do. Brock, oh, yeah, throw that punch. And then once he once he got, remember I remember Randy going that's a big son of a bitch remember yeah. Randy Couture well, he dropped Randy Couture yeah. yes and, and but the guy has the size his fists are the size of watermelons they so literally try, are so good luck trying to strike with him anyways I remember I remember I was on a plane I was in Memphis Tennessee at the airport 
And I remember seeing him get off, get off the plane and I go, that's the biggest human being I've ever seen. I've been around division one, <laughs> division one football players. My brother's a division one football player. And I go, that is the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life, bro. Yeah. You know, so props to him. But how about you now? So, okay. So you're not comfortable or you get more comfortable. Very comfortable now. We're getting hit. But still, it, I mean, are you like, like staying in the pocket comfortable? Like, yes. Like 10 toes down. Let's do this. Yes. Or would you still rather go to the ground? No, I, I'm more than comfortable on my feet now. I, again, because of Coach Pat, the last three years, four years I've been training under him, I sitting in the pocket. That's And it's something that that's been the hurdle. Can you sit in the pocket? Can you find your range yeah. of sitting in there and be comfortable? Because I, uh, I learned early on when I was doing my amateur fights that that was the thing I needed to work on and staying uh, composed. That's huge because yeah. if you if you enter the pocket and you're you let your hands drop, you get lazy with your technique or your head movement. The next thing you know, you could be waking up on the ground. You know, and it's, you got a cold uh, compress on your head, going, "It's okay." Shh, yeah, shh, and shh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but any uncomfortableness that you experience in the fight is gonna deteriorate de- deteriorate your your uh, your gas tank. Yeah, like the more you feel comfortable, you're gonna be more tense. And you're going to gas out. Yes. And yes. Anxiety. Yes. Yes. You know, I did. I had a uh, jiu-jitsu tournament in Michigan. And I don't know why that entire tournament, I was just <laughs> like that. And I couldn't I couldn't get comfortable. And I got beat by a guy. I was like, you know, I mean, props to him or whatever. But I think I could have beat him. But I was just like, <laughs> and I felt like. I, <laughs> yeah. Like I it's you know, like that time. jumping in the ice bath for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almost. It is. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, I should have just. Yeah, hyperventilation. Down. Yeah, man. So I'm glad you found that, man. So so now you're comfortable like anywhere, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, every other day we're, we're doing stand up. We're doing all these different, like literally. Things that guys go to Thailand for, I have that in my coach. So that's, you know, before I met Coach Pat, and I, I you know, I keep bringing him up, but that's, he, he's the he's the guy, uh, the genius really behind it all is that he goes to Thailand every so often, you know, he, he holds pads for world champions. Literal world champions. Before I met him, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Team Alpha Male or I'm going to go to this place or this camp. You know, I thought like you got to be in these big places where I find out that's not the case. It's a it helps to have talent that is just like you. You really, you know, build off of each other. Sharpens iron, sharpens iron, sharpen. Iron sharpens know, iron. You're hitting hit too many times. Woo, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Well, it's okay. You take punches. I, that in alpha face. brain did not. You take punches work. in the face. It's okay. It's okay, <laughs> yeah. man. You take punches. You t- that's my excuse. I don't want to manifest it though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to speak that into existence. The brain damage. <laughs> it's okay. You can always you can always have a job as a bouncer. Yeah. Hey, cut that, right? <laughs> can we, can we You'll always that? have a job as a bouncer, no matter <laughs> yeah. what happens, man. <laughs> but uh but no, I you know, and and thankfully I, I found a coach that I I found that I don't need to go to a big gym and pay lots of money. I have the privilege of having a genius coach who I was just telling someone the other day, I want to find someone that is as dedicated as I am. Yeah. That is as crazy as I am. Yeah. Someone that he is a full-time officer and is in the gym more than anyone else. And he takes yoga. I took yoga with him. Yes, we, he does. We, we, happen, we happen to just meet up at uh, this place on New York Street. It's a big yoga room. And we and we're like, Pat? And like we both take yoga. Yeah. Yoga is one of the greatest things you and can you take. Know, not to talk down about any of my other mentors or coaches. I've had great coaches through wrestling. 
I have a great jujitsu coach that taught me everything I know how to even how to teach uh, James Klingerman. And but, you know, Coach Pat was the first guy that ran a practice similar to how I'd imagine a practice where everything's professional. We go right on time. Um, even then, and then using stuff like breath work, meditation, yes, uh, cold, cold baths and showers, how to properly rehydrate, how to cut weight properly. He knows all these things. He's that experienced. Um, but yeah, doing crazy shit, uh, being as crazy as I am taking the cold showers, take putting yourself in a 190 degree sauna for however long, uh, he does that. So I want, I, I'm going to do that or I need to do that. And people, other people think that like I'm crazy. Well, if they're on the outside looking in, I mean, I wouldn't even say that I've gone to the links that you've gone to, but I've been around that environment. So I know a little bit about how that goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I've watched fighters get ready for the big fight. I was in Sacramento and that was when you were favor was going to fight. Um, he was going to fight Jan, uh, Jans Pulver. Oh, and I remember man. like he was doing a, some business meeting, whatever. So his, uh, his, uh, the guy who hit pads with his coach, boxing coach was like, he saw me hitting a bag. Hey, come on. And so we're hitting bags and I swear to God, mid punch, he goes, I got to train favor. And he left me mid punch. <laughs> I li- he left me. Mi- I was like priorities. He, he, he was because uh, our favorite came and goes, got to, got to train favor. And he left me. I go, okay. But yeah, but so I understand, I know what that's like, you know, I've been around that. So yeah, man, people don't realize when they say they work hard, you guys work hard. Like you're tired and you get that, that one drill where you're in the ring and then they send another guy in, a fresh guy in. Yeah. And you got shark tank drills. Yeah. Oh my God. The shark tank, that, that'll, that'll make a man out of you. Yeah. That'll yeah. make a man out of you. In years of wrestling or even just doing that with sprints, you know, like, like Tabata sprints or, uh, you know, just just anything to get the heart rate up. Like when people, I tell people, like, oh yeah, I got my heart rate up to like almost two hundred. They're like, and you didn't die, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of thing. But but even then, like you know how it is to get punched in the face. You know, people, regular people don't don't get punched in the face on a daily basis. Uh, and I think to. they probably should because you know what they probably should. Of, yes, because a lot of people talk a lot of shit. It would put down some egos. You know what? It would, <laughs> I mean, granted, we'd go to jail, but still, I think honestly, I think I'd take that. You know what they should, should you know they should do incorporate the instigator rule, like in hockey, right? Because people talk a lot of shit, and sometimes on a bad day, you go, you know what, fuck it, and you hit somebody, and you go to jail. I think that's bullshit. I think if you, if, you, if the person who provoked you. I think they should they should yeah. go to jail too. Yeah. Either, either either you both go or nobody goes because they can make you go. What if I was here and just talking shit about your mom, right, or whatever? Talk, yeah, you you know your family ain't shit, and you be like, and you just fucking punch me. I go, officer, and you go to jail. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Either we both go or nobody goes. See, but I and I I I feel that I I I agree with that a lot. But at the same time, a lot of that I've been and I've maybe been trying to work on this is not letting words hurt you. Listen, and, you know, in, in, but, but again, motherfuckers do deserve to get smacked up. That's, that's, if they some, say it to your face. That's some first know? and second grade shit you say to kids so they won't, so boys don't hit girls. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's like, hey, six and stones, you break your bone. You get older, six and stones my ass. This motherfucker talks shit about yeah. my mom. That's true. And I ain't gonna fucking tighten his ass up. You must be well, you see a lot of UFC mind. fighters. It, like, guys will, per, like, Conor McGregor effect, right? Like, he talks so much shit. Like Jose Aldo got in his head. Next thing you know, Jose Aldo acts out of character in the cage and gets knocked out in a few seconds. Now, but that's different though. That's two dudes who are doing it. That's, that's I'm talking like just on the street. But that's two dudes who are in that environment and they know. Aldo should have known. But I'm just talking like if you're on the street and some dude just like you know, hey man, you know your mom, and then you're like, 
And like someone just, that you just like you could be out with, you know, uh, someone at, at a dinner and just some random dude comes up to you. That guy does deserve to get slapped up. And he should get slapped he up. Should. And, and, and it should. And the cops come. What happened? They go, man, he was talking shit. And they go, you know what? You're right. You're yeah. right. And, <laughs> yes. and, and they drop yeah, it. Yeah. That's what should happen. The instigator rule. I think any I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If you if you try to pass the instigator rule, I'll vote for you. How about that? How about that? Yeah. You got my vote. The instigator rule. I mean, it comes from hockey, man. Hockey's a great sport also. You're, hockey. Dude, you're, those guys are savages. You ever, yeah. play, you ever play hockey before? I've never played hockey, and I, I don't watch it too much, but I, I can appreciate when I do watch it. I played, because, real, I played real hockey in, uh, when I was in L.A., and I, I loved it, man. And uh, one game, I just lost my shit, and uh, yeah, that happened. And let me tell you something, man. That's the great thing about hockey. It's, in, it's, one, it's a man's sport, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, they drop the sticks, and hey, let's get it on. Let's How great is that? Like, hey, you want to go? Yeah. And they throw them gloves down, like, oh, here we go. You can't. You can't tell me that the fans don't get energized from now. A fight that I breaks know, out. I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know why the NFL and, and, and NBA don't let that happen. It's, I mean, let those dudes fight. That would be especially, awesome. especially NBA. Like, here, like here's the rule: if you guys want to fight, you can fight, but nobody from the bench jump in like little bitches. Yeah, like, just you and Mano, Mano. Right? Y'all want to go? You go. Yep. But you got to sit in the penalty box. I think that'd be great if basketball had a penalty box. Let's see how tough those guys are. Then yeah. that's I would love to see yeah. that. It's funny, we see that happen in the gym sometimes where guys uh, get it. a little to it. Yeah, they lose a little bit and they, they're like, all right, let's go. And then coach is like, all right, take, go ahead, yeah. go ahead and fight. <laughs> and then and then once once that happens, they're like, oh, you know, well, I was just, I didn't really mean it. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you know, if you're going to get mad in sparring, you might as well just go at it. You're already in right? a fight. You're <laughs> exactly, already in a fight. Yeah. Or you get mad because you're in a fight. What are you going to do? Fight some more, right? Right. It's silly, man. But like, I find it when I find it, I, I find funny watching NFL uh, games and guys want to fight, and then they punch each other with the helmets on. Exactly. <laughs> like, are you gonna, 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 break gonna break your hand? You're gonna dude. break your hand. That's stupid. I want to see those dudes fight, fight, fight. But just take the helmet off and like this, stop the game and let them two guys go at it. Yeah. Take the and helmet then see off. See if they actually do it too. See if they actually do it. I mean, I, I, I mean, the thing about it when something gets too. Too much money or, or the sport, you know, that's when they smoothed it out. Mm-hmm. It can't have that little rough around the edges like so it used this, to be. Yeah. Watch them old film clips from the 70s, like what Mel Blunt used to do as a, as a defensive back. Back in back in the 70s, he was like 200 pounds as a cornerback. He used to demolish people. Watch those days. Back in those days, they had fights and they would, a helmet would come off and they'd still be uppercutting yeah, dudes. Yeah, I want to see that, man. I want to see like, okay, you guys want to fight? Boom. Have them fight for like, I don't know, a minute or whatever till somebody hits the ground. Like in hockey, somebody hits the ground, fight's over. Yeah. Do that, man. Bring that rule back. I get, I guarantee the NFL can get more people that way. It's funny because the NFL is already brutal enough. Why not? You know? Why not? You guys think you're really tough guys? Okay, let's see how much tough guys exactly. you really are. Well, I think, um, man, that's why I think it's so important that people choose to wrestle. Growing up, what? No, why? Because did you wrestling, wrestle? wrestling's like controlled. It's like controlled fighting or controlled violence, but within a school. Wrestling is the greatest thing. You know that how ever many times I walked out of a out of a wrestling tournament with my eye completely closed? Yeah, because and it looked like I just got done out of a boxing match. Yeah, I mean, I I know that wrestling saved my life. Is all over. It, oh, dude, the greatest thing ever. Yeah, the greatest thing. I mean, honestly, I, but I think every man. And even women to some expect because women talk a lot. Women definitely need to instigate a rule. They talk a lot of shit <laughs> without <laughs> yeah. having any repercussions. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? If they if there was a chance they have to goes too. If they had a chance to go to jail or getting popped, like, hey, that was bad. No, she was talking shit. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds bad, but I'm just saying. Women's wrestling's growing. It's when, growing when, a lot and growing. fighting in general. Yeah, but I think. When you are in like a combat sport or like wrestling is a combat sport and you, you get your ass kicked or you go through a tough wrestling match, man, let me tell you something. You're you're in a I mean, you're in a relaxed place after that. Yeah. And I think everybody should have that. I agree. I mean, 
it's funny how many people that I meet and they're like, or even just other MMA fighters or other fighters that carry themselves as they should. Yes. Um, you get a lot of crazy ones, but most times you meet guys, martial artists, and you're like, wow, that guy's really nice or very genuine and calm. Yeah. Most people think we're very macho and very, or dumb and meatheads, but which we are in a lot of ways. But, uh, <laughs> but man, like I find most guys, they're just relaxed cause they don't have much to prove, I guess. Or when you get, when you get beat up on a daily basis, like yes. we do, it's hard to be that guy that's so full of ego and I'm the baddest guy on the planet. There's times and place for that. But, uh, and you're, you know, it's, it's really hard to be like that when you are getting humbled each day. Well, that's what you learn like from the streets or wherever. Like if you're, you know, somebody's talking loud, what do you go? Okay. This guy can't fight. Or I would, there's always someone out there that is better than you, I guess. Is you oh, it's always of. is. And that's what, and that's kind of gym you want to be at where yeah. you're not the best. You want to be at a gym where you constantly getting your ass kicked. Exactly. Like you said, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So when it, so you step out in that cage, you go, man, this dude is nothing because I had to deal with this killer every day. Right. This dude was whipping my ass yeah. every day. So this dude is nothing to me. That's something I would almost like repeat in my head before my last fight or even before other fights is this guy's nothing like the guys I train with. How do you get ready for like, and okay, adds I, confidence. I saw you get ready for your, your, your first professional fight. Okay. And I saw you, and I'm, and I'm trying to look and see if I could see that those little cracks where you're nervous, but only I could see. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You, like you looks confident to the people, but I'm going, this motherfucker about to shit on himself. Like so, but is it a front? Right? Yeah, yeah. is it a front? So like, like where, where where'd you, where were you mentally doing before your first fight? Before my first fight, so I, I've it's been a learning process of how to deal with that anxiety, that that performance anxiety, and even in college, I struggled a lot with it. But what I've come down to is that if you first have you put in the work mm-hmm. that you are very comfortable and truthful with yourself with, because that'll come into your mind is, oh, I didn't do this enough, or maybe I didn't run enough miles, or, you know, I didn't eat the right foods leading up to this. Uh, that can play a part. And so I feel like if you put yourself into uncomfortable situations, you make yourself, like doing the cold showers, make yourself do this, the sucky stuff before anyone else can put that on you. So, like, put yourself under stressful situations before life does or anyone else can do it. I like that. Right? Yeah. And then I feel like it's not, like, I put myself through way more than this person ever could. That's a that's a confidence booster. And then having a good corner or a good a good team. Right. So, man, before a fight, it's, it's chill. Like, even before my last fight, we're backstage. We're about to walk out, and we're listening to Spanish music. And I'm almost kind of, like, dancing. I'm in a flow. You want to find that flow state. You want to get that perfect mental state. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the key to everything in life is a perfect mental state. But yeah, but I always want to know how, because every fighter is different. You know, yeah. like Dan Henderson would be like damn near in a comatose state. Like, like, are you all right, man? Yeah. And some fighters like look at uh, uh, the, the stage uh, style bender. He's yeah, dancing and everything. Yeah. So everybody's different. Some I, guys got to slap themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I always want to know like, yeah, so where are you at mentally? I'm more just trying to be as present and comfortable as I can. And I almost have a mantra to myself. And this one before my last fight was just calm and composed or calm and focused that way. And as every, as every moment I'm stepping into the cage, calm and focus, calm and focus, calm and focus, because then it becomes the only thing that you're thinking about. And it's not any other bullshit, I guess. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's something that it's, it's, and again, it's, it all, a lot of it plays into one, the, the, you know, the work you put in, the group behind you. Um, you know, I've, I've met, I've been around so many guys where I've, I've coached 
you know, I've been in guys' corners for fights, for amateur fights. And you can see a big difference between those guys are amateurs in the way they carry themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you see guys that are like, those guys are professionals. Like how? In what way? Just like how they warm up, how they're acting backstage. I've been around shows where there's guys in the back doing a doing one arm uh one arm push-ups into the ground and and they're doing all this fancy stuff and and hitting pads and and getting warmed up like 2 hours before the fight starts. It's like you need to get warmed up like that for that long. And it's like uh it it just just on some some sideways bob shit to be honest where <laughs> it, it's clear, you know? Whereas other coaches you see they're they're calm, they're collected, they're hanging out, they're not you know, or, you know, we play chess or stuff like that before really? fights. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of time to kill. Like, we had to be there at 5 o'clock, and you don't fight till 10. Oh, my God. And you have to stay at that. You have to stay there the whole time. So you got a lot of time to kill. You got a lot of time to think about. And that's the thing. You don't want to think, I think, is the the best thing. You want to be in the flow. You, you don't want to, because, uh, you know, everything in our imagination is worse than what real life is. Reality is, yes. Than reality, yes. yeah. So if you're constantly thinking of what could go wrong in the fight, it probably will. Yeah. Whereas if you're like just hanging out with the people you love and enjoy being around, you're just in the moment. You're not thinking. And that's what I found has been helpful. Whereas before I would listen to heavy metal music, I would, I feel like I'd have to get myself really amped up when, and that's the thing, coach, meeting Coach Pat, he'd be like, calm down. I want your heart rate as low as it can until it's time to get ready. And I find that to be super beneficial. So now I, I'm I'm calm. I got calm music, um, you know, just doing calm things, playing crossword puzzles, you know, just trying to kill time. It's basically like a wrestling tournament, but you only have one match. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. And and the nice thing is, you can make weight the day before and get nice and oh, fat on the and then, yes. and then be right on the day of, nice full stomach. Okay, so what what's your the uh, the point where you cut off eating until the fight starts, like the day of, like. I like to go before? in hungry. Yeah, I, uh, man, so if I'm fighting at like 10, I probably stop eating around, same thing, like around five or that, even before that, maybe like three. That would make sense. Yeah, and, yeah. And what do you eat? Like, what do you eat? I like breakfast a lot. So, uh, I mean, so yeah, like eggs, sausage, bacon. Uh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. some avocado. Some avocado. Oh, avocado is good. Good for your heart. <laughs> yeah, I love avocado. Okay. Like good fats. Okay. Uh, like, then, like avocado toast? No, I don't want to do much toast. Although, although we did go and have like some a good breakfast. I had like a, a waffle the day of, okay. you know, big okay. waffle well, with some eggs and bacon. Okay, I just asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Well, what do you usually consume before you go work out hard or compete? Uh, well, that's different. Well, because you know, you you do that now. I'm just a, a I'm just an amateur. So, I mean, as far as oh, but come I on, do. you work hard, man. You you do a lot of uh, a lot of things with your body that ex, you know require I, a lot of aerobic you know, exercise. I do, and 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 it's, like and, in, and, and it's, energy. Yeah, and it's still a t- to me i still like i i uh like i experiment with eating before a long cycling thing you know like uh like okay can i eat a lot because i'm different because i'm cycling so i burn a lot of calories so it's not going to be as bad as what you do where you have to move around and your stomach's like like that so so i think i but i don't eat that much if, if, if the most i might have a um like my favorite breakfast sandwich in the whole world is that Starbucks Impossible breakfast sandwich. Oh my okay. god, dude, that's the great. And I think <laughs> I've had one before I, where I cycled, and and that's fine because I don't. And it depends if I'm doing sprints or whatever. But 
if I'm not doing that, I have the uh, the uh, little gels or I have like that little cookie yeah. and, I, and I have that while I'm cycling and that helps with the drink. I make my own little drinks, whatever, put like a squeeze of lime. I, I found lime helps. I squeeze the lime and I have like maybe a mix where it's like a, it's supposed to be good for my, um, um, for my wind, you know, and so my endurance that is. So I have some of that. So it's, it's a constant experiment yeah. with me also. It's like, you know, I'm going to see. You know where where I hit the wall at. Like I hit the wall different in the gym, gym now than I do before that I've ever done before. Yeah. There's a time now I hit the gym, I hit the wall, I go okay, it's done, and I know it's done. And no matter what I do physically, if I go, I'm done, then I'm done. But I never say this is the last one because I know that's where you get hurt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I learned you go okay, I'm gonna do one more time, and that's when people get hurt because like when I ride motocross, when I'm which is. Stupid, but I ride motocross at this age, and I go, <laughs> I don't say it's my last one. I go, you know what? I'm riding dinner. When I feel like it, I'll pull off. I say that because I know what you say in the in the air. They, the universe you want to manifest that stuff. The, yeah, I exactly. remember because I, I wanted to wrestle in college so bad. I mean, I really did. And that, and that was the whole goal. And, and in high school, we I had a really really tough wrestling practice. We had a water break, and I go, man, you know what? I don't want to wrestle in college. I remember, and I said that, and I went in, and it wasn't 15 minutes later, and I messed my knee up, and I was out for half oh, the season. Wow. So I learned back then. That was before the internet. That's how long back I go. But I don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. But that was before the internet, and for all you know, all the stuff with YouTube and 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 the books and everything. And I learned from that. Watch what you speak, and watch what you watch what you put out there, because yeah. the universe listens. So it's always a constant experiment, but also it's it's also the tongue. Watch what you say. Yeah, you know, what I mean, talk yourself into it, but also be careful how you how you say whatever you say, and so what you put in your body, and all that that was cliche back in the day. It's like it's kind of true. I agree. That's yeah. why I, I can't believe you eat all that shit before you <laughs> on the eat day that of. shit. That's good stuff for you, <laughs> man. All sausage. that fats and and protein. And- yeah, but you can do it though. You're 28 though, so, yeah, <laughs> so you can do it. You got that, I mean, steak and eggs every day, buddy. I know you got that 19 year old body. You like 28? <laughs> got that 19 year old body. It's shit. I'm so jealous of you. I hate you. Everything I gain, it's like I, it, I get all bloated. I, no, man. But just like you're saying, it's a uh, you should treat your body like a uh, like an experiment. You should really uh, figure out what really works for you. I yes. I played a lot with, you know, cutting weight. That was a big thing. You know, I, if I had to think of how I cut weight in high school, I would, uh, I would cringe at myself now. Cause well, man, of course so, I was like, you were killing yourself, dude. Exactly. But you know what? But, but, but to me, that's how life is. You got to experiment with, you got to find out what works for you and how you do that is by experimenting. Yeah. I mean, you have to take that walk like, okay, this didn't work for me, obviously. And so that's why you, and that's why I look back now and I want so bad to look at athletes, you know, how we want to condemn pro athletes and this and that. And I go, really? They're 21, 22, and they're multimillionaires. Yeah. Yeah, give this guy a break. <laughs> yeah. When I have $20 in my pocket now, I act a fool. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if it's payday, I'm like, oh, I'm a dickhead. Yeah. You know what I mean? So ease up on those guys and just, but, but experiment with yourself, but in a good way. Yes. Like, okay, this ain't working for me, but this does work for me. Yeah, and it's, you got to living and learning. And if you're not learning, it's uh you always, you always learn i'm learning to, every day i learn something new and that's the truth fact. every yeah. day and i think that's the way you should be you should be constantly looking for knowledge in everything in life not just in your profession not just in food but i think through what you're doing you learn about food you learn how it reacts to your body you learn what to put in your body like oh i thought this fruit was good for me but it's not because that's too much fructose in it. or avocados i have a different energy level with that yeah. and i learned from like i used to i used to consume energy drinks all the time but I learned that the crash from energy drink is actually worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you might be tired. Now, even to this day, though, if I need a quick boom, yeah, I'll, I'll get a quick, uh, maybe like a, a little Red Bull and I'm good. Right. It's like a bump of cocaine. It's like, <laughs> you, take, you, take a, you take a Red Bull and you're good. 
but I know the crash is coming, but it's cool. I can, I can navigate that. But back in the day, before I knew that, I would do that and I'd be like, like lethargic for two days after I go, why am I? And it all goes back down to your, to your diet. Yeah. And I was uh, like, boom. And I go, it's those energy drinks and they would make me lethargic. And that's where I learned wean myself off of that. No more. I mean, that first day is going to be a lot of headaches, but after that you, and you're better off going with water. Yep. You're better off going with water. That's why I got my water bottle right next to you, Look at that. man. You're like a camel. Everything goes everywhere with me. I, I know, but the first time I met you, you had one of those. <laughs> yeah. If that thing's not with me, there's something going on. I might, yeah. I might, be, uh, I might be anxious or something. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know what I love about you? And honestly, this is what I love, what got me right here, is your relationship with your father. Dude, my best friend in the whole world. Dude, <laughs> yeah, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. That's what made me go... Wow, because you guys roll together with jujitsu. Yes, we do. And yeah. he's a he's a brown belt. He's a brown belt. Yeah. He, and so he should be a black belt. I man, that that touched me right here because me and my dad, we were always we were good, and then we had a little break. I mean, a little you know, a little tension there, which is my fault. And then man, we connected when we start walking together. Like my dad oh, speed walk. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I remember the day before he did it, my my brother goes, "Hey man," his last words to me, "Hey, daddy can go." And he hung the phone up. I go, okay. We did five miles in 37 minutes. Wow. Walking. That's awesome. Walking. And my, and my dad's heyday, I go, okay. And I've always been like, and my dad, this is back in the day. I don't know your dad might be the same way. My dad was always a tough love kind of dude. Where you tell anybody else now in this pussy ass world now, you say it and they go, what? But I remember my dad told me, he goes, I was getting undressed to go take a, you know, take a bath. And he goes, you look disgusting. <laughs> I remember he said it because I was fat back then. I, well, I was fat. And he goes, you look good. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to show you, motherfucker. And that's always, that's what it takes. it's always stuck in my head. And now I try to stay in shape. And he always like, yeah. And I go, my brother's a fat ass now, right? And so supposedly he's losing weight. Now my dad, now my dad's in bad shape kind of now. But <laughs> my brother is supposed to be, he and his wife are doing this like no meat uh, month, whatever. And so he's supposed to be losing weight. Oh, I feel and, bad for that. So I told my dad, I said, how's my brother look? He goes, oh, he's still fat. <laughs> he goes, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> so, so tell me that relationship with your day. Was it always like that? Uh, so I wouldn't say he was the tough love kind of guy. Uh, more just always... We were always best friends. Like that's, that's kind of start. Like grew up. Like I, uh, my fondest memories watching Dragon Ball Z together. Really, and that's kind of like the seeds that have been sown of wanting me to like maybe shaping me into a martial artist. Uh, was wanting to be like Goku, you know, wanting to be that Super Saiyan, reach that Super Saiyan level. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Dragon Ball Z at all, but no, but huge nerd. No man, uh, wrong with comes, that. But uh, but man, and and he was to be honest, if me fighting doesn't happen without him because. He was, I was, I grew up watching wrestling, like WWE. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I thought it was real. And, you know, just being <laughs> just a stupid kid, you know. And my dad'd be like, Tiger, that's not real. Like, it's all fake. It's all scripted, blah, blah, blah. And I just like, eh, nah, nah, nah. and, uh, and he'd watch it with me, though. But then he became, he came across the UFC. And I don't know how he came across it. He was just always kind of into boxing, right. into martial arts movies, loves like movies like Bloodsport and, yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, I would just sit down and watch UFC with him. And then I finally fig- like put it together, like, oh, yeah, WWE is bullshit. Yeah. And then I'd watch UFC with him, and we'd just love watching UFC together. And the next thing we know, we're, we're putting on, we're buying gloves, and we're sparring, even though we don't know shit on how to fight. <laughs> we're sparring in our, in our living room, yeah. and, and he's beating me up, and I'm trying to beat him up. And, and you know, just, you know, uh, we had that kind of relationship, too, where, you know, close that we can just beat each other up for the fun of it. <laughs> 
and uh, and my it. mom thankfully was cool with that too. Yeah. And you know there would always be times like you're gonna make him cry, and he'd be like, no, I'm not. And eventually I'd end up crying because he <laughs> go a little too hard or something. Of course. But then we finally were like, uh, it took the movie Never Back Down. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes. Never Back Down yes. is what changed. I was like, oh, I saw that movie and I was like, I want to learn how to do that. Like, I really want to learn. And we signed up for jiu-jitsu the next day. Together. Together. That is beautiful. Yeah. Indiana Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy, James Klingerman. I uh blessed to have grown up underneath him for as long as, and I'll get my black belt. We'll both get our black belts from him. Oh, but dude, that is, man, but, uh, honestly, that's what yeah. I love. I mean, you know, the old school cats or whatever who are really just stuck in their way of thinking. So, oh, these kids today want to be buzzy. You know, parents want to be buddies with their kids. And I go, man, fuck that. I love that. I agree. I think it's great because, you know, when when your best friend is your parent, dude, it's, it, it's I just, I love, because, you know, growing up, the way I did, it was like, hey, he's the dad and I'm the kid and you listen to your, all right, gotcha. And now that that barrier's down and yeah. we're like this, and I love it. And the thing, he he was a dad first, you know. You, of course, you have to be. And that's I think that's the important thing now with kids is parents want to be friends with their kids before they are parents with their kids. And yeah, now you have to understand there's there's a time when you can be friends with each other, and yeah. that's something I have with my my parents now is that we're best friends. Like I love it, and uh, you know, and, and I'm very blessed to have their support and everything I do, but. But yeah, and now we get to roll with each other, and I have a healthy dad. Um, that was the biggest thing. Like my dad was pre-diabetic before we found jujitsu. Oh, and I that, love hearing that. And yes. now he weighs like 180 pounds. He's he's in great shape. He can roll with anyone, and he can he could <laughs> he could smash any 20 year old that like walks in the gym. You know? I, I saw the videos of you and him rolling. Your dad can go, bro. He can go. I mean, he yeah. really can't. And, and but I just but I was loving it, going, man, that's how it should and be. We can play spar together. Like not many guys my age can be like, oh yeah, me and my dad sparred like 10 rounds today. I you know that that what touches my that's what touched my heart more than anything is watching <laughs> you and your dad that relationship that's the way it should be man. I agree it's, yeah. it's so beautiful yeah it's so you know fuck all this stuff about beating the kids I love that that you and your dad are like this you we spent the birthday together you went you went to the Ohio State game yeah, together yeah yeah dude yeah. all that man that's what it's about because when it's all said and done with and it sounds like a joke but it's like that Saturday Night Live skit about. Fast and Furious, it's all about family. <laughs> yeah, it's all- and that's what it is. It's all about family because when you know when when it's all said and done with and your career's over, or whatever, you're gonna look back and go, man, me and my dad did that together, yeah. bro. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I'll hopefully I'll be blessed enough to have that relationship with uh one of my kids one day. Yeah, and now? I can spread that. I don't. Oh, you I sure? don't. One day. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure. You're I'm good kid, positive, hey, but- I've been to college. I know how it works. <laughs> but, but no, no. But you know, I I I really hope that, and and it's cool that. We can see it throughout our years because I started when I was 13. So we're 15 years into this whole journey together. Wow. And uh, and it's cool to see that we've inspired other father sons to do it. Like now we see other guys uh, that we've grown up with doing jujitsu and they're they're doing it with their dads. And, and it's cool, you know, to see that. Love that. Yeah. Oh, my. And I just love the fact that your dad was unhealthy before and now he's in great shape. Dude. And they see what just good physical shape does yeah. for you, man. I'm and trying to get my mom to understand that, but you know. You think she'd like to do that someday? No, 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 no. I'm just trying to get her to understand to be healthier. And it has, you know, watching, I think it's a profound effect to watch someone that's doing all the right things. Kind of like if you want to be the best, right? At something. Yes. What are the best doing? You should mimic that. Yes. And it's kind of that same way with my family, or at least, you know, leading by example is what I try to, try to do with uh, what I do is... 
Uh, and you know, same thing like you were saying before, you know, uh, say less and do more. Yeah. And I think that's powerful. So yeah, you know, if I living a healthy lifestyle, most likely the people I'm living with are going to be healthy or are going to try and live healthier. Like, Oh, I see he's, you know, doing this, taking cold showers or eating, you know, a good diet. Maybe I should do that. And maybe I'll feel better about my life. Yes. You know, I'll feel better each day. Um, Stuff like that. And, you know, because of me wrestling throughout high school and college, my dad picked up wrestling. So, like, he never got to wrestle in high school, but he would start wrestling at the jiu-jitsu gym that we grew up at. And now he can wrestle. Like, and he's a, he's, and he can take down most people if he had to, you know? And that's awesome. And he, he, he made that happen for himself. That's beautiful. And that just showed that's a great example for you. Like you set that cornerstone for the most part, that foundation. And you can look at that. So like you said, when you have a kid and who knows, you know, hopefully you let, you know, let your kid find their way. Yeah. Like your dad let you find your way and they want to take in your footsteps and then you guys can roll. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is a beautiful, like a healthy found that I wish more people would do. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it would be the, I think we could fix that what's wrong with families nowadays through stuff like sport. I agree. If I think if families just do little stuff like walk outside, just a walk outside together. together, walk on a trail together, just get out in nature. Anytime you get outside, that's nature. Yeah. You know, you ain't got to roll, you ain't got to punch somebody, but just guys have walk, talk, get away from the TV, just talk as a family. Yeah, yeah. I, I, be maybe, present. Be present, yeah. man. Being present is everything in life. I read a book about that and I thought it was going to be boring. And it, and it kind of, and I thought it was, but I said, I'm going to finish this book. And then, but I keep coming back to that book going, just if you're present and it sounds so easy and simple, but if you're present where you're at, like right now, us being here and being engaged, listening to you, it's the greatest thing in the yeah. world because I'm finding, like I said beforehand, when you find out about somebody, you know, it's like, I, I love that, yeah. you know, and, and, and hopefully somebody will see it. And I know it sounds corny, but I'm a corny motherfucker. <laughs> Is it like, you know, like maybe somebody's watching it going, Hey, Dad, you want to go for a walk? And that's how I me and my dad yeah. got close from walking. There's just little things like that. I wish people would, you know, can get you, man, get away from all the drugs, and all that bad shit, and just come together as a family, man. Yeah, yeah. I think that's be the greatest thing in the world. I agree, man. Uh, and, it, and it made me stick with it. I think if uh, that's another thing, like, you know, for my dad to stick with it, too, it, it really helped each other. And then it got to the point, like, I started in the kids' class, and my dad would do the adults' class. So then I would do the kids class and I'd, I'd watch him go through the adults class. And then it got cool where we both stick with it. And then I'm doing the adults class with him and then we're able to drill together and then it grows and grows. And, uh, yeah, I mean, props to him as much as to me, uh, if he probably bows out of doing it, then I probably would have. So for him to stick with it, it made me stick with it. You guys push each other. And then the next thing I know, I'm, I'm surrounded by good people. Um, I don't know if you know, like the quote of like, you are the product of the five most people closest to you or like the, like the people that you spend the most time with are, you'll become the product of that. So if you're, if you're around nothing but badass motherfuckers, most likely you're going to become a badass motherfucker. Well, yeah. If you're around guys that are just, you know, doing nothing all day on computers, playing video games, like you're going to do that all day. You, and you get, and what I learned from my wrestling coach is some, if, if you want to do something, accomplish something, and the people around you are a bad influence. You got to get away from. Them. And exactly. sometimes, sometimes it's hard for people to go. That cycle. Turn. You got to. You got to get away from. Them. Yeah. I had a buddy. I loved him on, on my team, but I wanted to do something else. I wanted to get some places in life, and he didn't. And I had to eventually kind of like you know like ah uh, yeah. eventually you kind of 
gotta phase them out of your create life. Create that barrier, yeah. And get around the people that are going to get you to where you want to get yeah. to. Yeah. And and because of that, because I was around these great people at this jiu-jitsu academy, that's how I got into wrestling. Because one of the MMA fighters, Dan Head, uh, talked me into wrestling as a kid. And I was, again, I was a very reserved kid. I was, you know, kind of shy, I would say. And I starting new things was hard for me. Um so when he told me, hey, you should go out for the wrestling team. And I was about to go into high school and start as a freshman. And he's like, you should join the wrestling team. And I was like, eh, I kind of like just doing jujitsu. I might just stick with doing jujitsu. And he's like, and I looked up to this guy. And he's like, look, if you don't do wrestling, I will never talk to you again. God damn. <laughs> and most likely he's probably joking, right? Right, right, right. But to me, and I think he could tell that I looked up to him and how much his words meant to me is that, I didn't want that. So I was like, all right, I'll go out for the wrestling team. Changed my life. Because I honestly, if you had that the background with jujitsu and you get into wrestling, you're almost unstoppable in the sense of, okay, I'm on my back. I'm not freaking out. Obviously, you don't want to get pinned. But yeah. if you stay off that back, I mean, you're going to get, you know, sitting some back points. But still, you're not going to be as freaked out as if you normally would have. Yeah. If you were just a straight wrestler who didn't do jujitsu and vice versa. Yeah. So you'd become almost unstoppable. Oh, dude, there. you bring wrestlers into jujitsu class and they're like, <laughs> they don't know what to do on their back. Yeah, they're like, it's, it's a whole new foreign thing to them. Oh, my back. Like, oh, what do you mean I can do things with my legs yeah. to people? Just you know? relax, bro. Yeah. And work it. You There's know, just... a spaz. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, those two get those two are kissing That yeah, white belt energy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's always good. <laughs> it's like, dude, dude, the ooh, white, relax. The white belt. You know why? Because I had that. Yeah. Was... We all did. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you go with a black belt and he chokes you out in ten seconds because you're being a spaz and he's gotta be like, Hey man, here's how you relax. Let me tell you something. I was in uh I was in the Bahamas with this other comedian. His name is Colin Moulton. I, I give Colin credit, he's the one that got me into jujitsu. So it's a regular gym and, and at the very it's a stretching area, it's got mats. He goes, let's do some jujitsu. That's it. Uh, whatever it is, okay, whatever. I didn't know what it was. I just know it. I used to wrestle, I'll take this guy. And he kept getting me in thing, and I got so mad. I had my mouth. Beat. I got so mad. I mean, you understand? Girls are on their fucking elliptical. People were working out. This is it's just a little mat area. And he kept beating me and beating me. And finally, I go, God damn! I go, God damn it! And I threw my and I threw my mouthpiece. And girls were like, The fuck? This, guy? <laughs> this black guy's freaking out. Yeah. I'm like, and Colin's like, BT, BT, God damn! I was upset. So you said white belt energy? I know exactly. Yeah, talking yeah. About. But it's the greatest thing in the world, man, is that just, you know, you you, you learn to mentally, you learn the game, and you're like, okay, I'm not going to get pinned, and let's let's figure, it's like you said, chess. Yeah. It's like chess. Like, for Dude. me, wrestling is checkers, but jujitsu is chess. Because, uh, you know, checkers, pop, 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 right? Which is wrestling, boom, pin, boom. Where jujitsu, okay, I'm here, it's okay. Way I'll back. come out of it. I move my king here. I'll come out. Okay, what's my next move? He's gonna go here, so I'll go here. But it's like it's chess. Very well put. Very well put. Yes. Yeah. It's chess the checkers. I uh and that's the thing, like what I liked about doing both of them was that jujitsu was more laid back. It was more chill and it was friendlier. Like you go into a re- uh, jujitsu environment, everyone's friendly, everyone's hugs. Um, you got guys that are, you know, sitting in a circle before practice starts and they're talking. And not that you don't have that with wrestling, but wrestling was just and that's what I loved about the duality of both <laughs> is that piece. you had the chillness with jujitsu, the gracefulness of jujitsu, but then wrestling was just hard nose, 
just you know balls to the wall. I'm want to I want to eat your head off kind of energy. Yeah. I mean, but I like that though. Yeah, you know, so if, yeah. You're, if you're pulling weight and you're in a bad mood, and you come in in a bad mood. Like, hey, let me hit my knee pad. No, give me my knee pad. Yeah, are you, are you yeah. a fight before practice? Like, all right, guys, whatever. Or you get in a fight and, and coaches sit there like, all right, you guys fight. Yeah. And, and that, you'll have that kind of energy. And it's not bad. It's not bad. Not it's, bad it, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, like, you know, it sounds bad. If you're not if you're not from that environment and you're watching and you're like kind of a pussy how the world is now in some in some instances, you go, oh, my God. But, hey, man, that's not bad. To settle things physically in the right environment. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Now, who are you guys, other than your dad, that you look up to now, say in MMA, that you want to emulate or you try to emulate? Easy. Uh, Big ones. So, GSP, George St. Pierre. Oh, the greatest ever. The The number one guy in my mind that I want to resemble. Uh, Another one was Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar was huge. You work with Frankie. You worked out with Frankie. Yeah, that was, was, you know, that was huge for me uh, to, to get to roll with Frankie. I, and, and to meet him and, and now I have like a contact with him and man, it's, it's just, I don't really have words still for it, uh, that I got the opportunity to do that because this is a guy I grew up watching and, and watching him go through wars with, uh, with guys and, and just, and again, great wrestler all around and a great person. And then just, you know, that's, those are the guys I want to resemble that, that carry themselves well, that are all around good striking, wrestling, jujitsu. They know it all. Uh, that's that's, and then I'm trying to think of who else. Like Alexander Volkanovsky. That's another guy right now. Man, let me tell you something. That dude is a beast. Who, who I think now people are looking at him a little different now. After after the Islam fight. After the Islam fight, looking at him look like that dude. Man, like it, we thought Islam was gonna take him to the ground and that would be over. And and I still thought Islam beat him. People are going, no, I, I still thought he beat him. But and. We don't give Islam credit because we thought Volkov was going to tear him up on the on feet. feet. And Islam said, you know he what? He showed out on the feet. He did. Islam yeah. showed. People think people talking about how Islam didn't dominate him on the mat, but no one talks about how Islam stood 10 toes down with him, yeah. like going pow, pow, pow. I remember yeah. that one, even one time he was like, both times like, okay, that was a good hit. They both slept on each other's strengths. I, I thought that was great. Yeah. I, that was great. And that's what you want to see from the two of the best in the world. In the right? world. How great is that? And no, those, and again, that's a chess match. Cause man, at that level, you, I gotta tell you that, that little mistake that maybe, you know, maybe throw a lazy jab out and they come over. Oh shit. Yeah. You see that little things, man. Like a perfect example. See the fight Saturday. Did you see the fight Saturday? Yes, I did. When my girl, when she Valentina? did that kick. When, oh. when she did that kick. Yeah. And she was off balance and that's all it took. All and it takes. Oh, and it, man, I almost wanted to cry. Dude. I really did. I go, oh, come on. Yeah. I felt so bad. That's my girl. I literally thought there was no way Grasso beats her. That, that's why I kept, I was just like everyone else on the, on the Valentina train. And I love Valentina. And, but dude, and, it, and the, the fan in me though, when, when I see th- that happen, like Grasso win, that brings tears to my eyes to see her achieve her dream. Yes. Especially against someone that no one thought you could beat. Yes. Like I- when Leon Edwards beat, Usman that I had tears in my eyes watching him win because I know that feeling of just like going against all odds I mean not on that level he's the champion of the world but man like you just feel it you just feel that genuine of like wow a dream is achieved yeah yeah when you set that goal and you I mean I had my motorcycle helmet on was walking out the door I go this fight's over and I go are you shitting me (laughs) I mean and again it was that little Boom. I mean, just that little, 
he went right where he was supposed to. Rolled he did a little two, disguised the then, kick. Boom! And I was like, are you fucking that? And uh, Valentina, that almost made me cry. She's another yeah. person that people think is a spy, just like Nikolai. Another yeah, person yeah, that people right? think is a spy. Yeah. That, you know, I think she's a spy. <laughs> hey, if so, I mean, hey, you know? Hey, hey, hey no hey. hate against her. She's doing, she's doing it well. Any girl that has a fucking tattoo of a gun. Right. right? Hey. Dude, she's a savage. Dude, she, I mean, on a street fight, man, I would not want to mess with her. Yeah. I mean, if she... I wouldn't want to see her in you know the daytime. she's always got something on her, right? Always. I mean, that's, see, that's another thing in the streets. You ain't catching me fighting because I'm I'm not beating no gun. You, 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 <laughs> you never beat a gun. And, and every guy, every tough guy says, hey, run. Run. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, I, uh, Navy SEAL friend. Jocko. R- Rocco said, run. Run. Just run, man. Yeah. Let that do whatever. Run. Dude, ego ego is a killer. Ego is a killer. Man, I ain't got no ego. I'm, I'm like, hey, I know. I know where I'm at now in my life. I mean, every now and then. Every now and then I go, if this motherfucker says, <laughs> we all got some ego. But that's, man. that's every now and then. For yeah. the most part, I'm like, hey man, blah blah blah. And everything. And usually people, no one really, you know, does that. But when they do, it's like, I'll. That's why I think, honestly, I really think I wish another thing would come into law where it's mandatory, mandatory for every, especially every African American, to take meditation and yoga. So if somebody, you know, pushes you, or I mean, pushes you mentally and to the point you want to fight, you just go. Take a deep and, breath. And then you, um, <laughs> and you walk away. I, You're like, let me center myself real quick. Because, you know, we're very excitable people. Yeah. I mean, you, you see, it's like, you, that's why we, that's why magicians love us. We do a magic show <laughs> like, oh, this motherfucker with the rabbit. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? And, I'm but, gullible yeah, as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, in, but in reality, on the streets, that shit don't bode well. You put by a cop like, what the fuck? You put me in a... It's yeah. like, I'm going to shoot this guy. But if you go... Hi, officer. <laughs> was I going too fast in the school zone? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think it'd be better that way. I, I I really think there should be a time we should have meditation in schools. I agree, Me, especially in bad schools. Meditation, and it, it centers a kid. And maybe those kids who are bad kids that or so called label bad kids won't be as bad anymore. If you have meditation before, maybe at recess, maybe just five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes, and I, I like to see an experiment like that. Yeah, so would I. I mean, I uh, I find meditation to be crazy helpful, and same thing with doing yoga. Like we uh, we just started a yoga class on Saturdays it's at the, the gym, and man, just after a hard practice, putting your body through a nice long stretch, it's huge. And then you just feel so loose afterwards. It's like the greatest you just thing. feel one with yourself, right? It, it sounds like some hey man, what do you get? Yeah, you guys hippies, <laughs> man. But it's the truth, though. I mean, it really it centers you relaxes the mind and the body. Yeah. And if you can just let your whole body, if you can relax, it, it sounds weird, but sometimes you think you're relaxed, but you're not. And if, you, and if you're present, you go, oh, I got some tension here. Mm-hmm. And you let it go. And you almost feel yourself getting a little more flexible because you go, okay, I like, like tension's up in here. And you let it down. And it's like, okay. And you're getting more, I don't know, it's just more into the earth. Let your, let your body sink. And it's the greatest shit in the world. Yeah, man. it's like a you know same thing like we were talking about getting to know your body yeah. and like what what works for your body, what you put into your body, and how that affects you. It's the same thing with like getting to know, know your mind. I feel like a lot of people we we just react off of of off of emotions, where we don't take time to think like, wait a minute, why do I feel this way? You know, just that that quick second of like, why did that just piss me off? And then and then just being like, okay, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe I should. Calm the fuck down real quick. That is so no and man. That's where that breath is huge. You breathing, breathing. People don't realize, man. What you said, breath work. 
Breathing, I yeah, I think is ninety percent of it because man, I've had you know I ride my motorcycle everywhere. There's ninety percent of the time where you know if you're on a motorcycle, you're always playing defensive. And I remember one time this car, and it's happened like this, but I was in Italy, and, and I remember this car just boom, came over right here, and I just go, and I think it was from the yoga and meditation. I went, okay, this guy just cut me off. I mean, I'm talking like boom, it's where the front tire touched. It, I'm dead. I'm gone. And so all I did was. Went over this, and this car's right next to me, and I went between like the like you know where the the, the striped is, mm-hmm. and I was between both cars, and it was about this much space, but I was calm. Yeah, and it happened like that, but I was like, and I think I see, I think it was from the yoga. Like, okay, I'm good. You know, I was coming back at night, and uh, it was a semi on this side, semi in the in the, in the slow lane, and I'm going to pass him, and man, a deer walked out in front of us, and it was it all happened within less than a second. But the semi couldn't turn to miss the deer because I was on his left side. He couldn't turn to the right side because if he clipped the deer, it could hit me. And he was thinking, and all this is going through my head in less than a second. So he's thinking, I can't swerve right because I might clip the deer and it's going to hit the motorcyclist. And I just got to stay here now. And I see it. It happens. I couldn't go. I just go. And I passed that deer and he kept walking. Thank God. And I was like. And me and, the, and me and the trucker, I kind of looked up, and it's at night. I really can't say, but I felt that energy of him going, God damn it. And I was like, oh. But I think it was the breathing just said, hmm. Because that would have been it. Because that deer just kind of like, boom. And it all happened less than a second. And I think it was the breathing. Because I didn't freak out. Like, huh. I just go, okay. Yeah. And pass yeah. it. It's all in the breathing. Taking breath. that breath, man. It's huge. The breath. Yeah. I, uh. Yeah, I I think playing with meditation and stuff, and then same thing with putting yourself through hardship. When you come across like things like uh, traffic, like that's that's when I notice it too, right? When it, like you get in a heated thing in, in traffic, and you're like, "This motherfucker!" Yeah. It, that that happens less when you're doing stuff like being mindful. When you're being mindful of like your emotions and yeah. stuff, I think that happens less because it like that will happen. Someone cuts me off, and I'm like, "It's not that big of a deal." You know, right. when when I when I know I'm like more mindful of like what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, uh, same thing like going through hard workouts, going getting beat up, putting like you know just putting stress on yourself instead of life putting stress on you. It's when life does put that stress on you, it's more like eh, it's not that you know. It's I not think that that's, big of a deal. that's what we need in life to make this life better. I really think, and those things we just talked about, I think that's what we need. We need that. We need less medication and more people get, yeah, less medication, more meditation, people getting out to nature and being together as a family. Make gym class hard again. Yeah. There you go. Or no, just make, just. I remember the first time I ever tried to run a mile in gym class, I was like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Why are they making, why are they doing this to us? Yes. But I remember also like crying because I didn't want to get beat. (laughs) And so I was crying like, and I had a little asthma. There was that competitiveness. Yeah. I, I remember like wanting to be ahead of other kids, even though I was like, why are we doing this? This yeah. sucks. But man, there was that competitive like thing of like, I don't want to be behind that kid. You yeah. Know? I think that's important. I, I, all that shit and is like, important. man, like you just come across schools where it's like PE is always the A. Like you, you, right? like, you should know if you're failing PE class. Oh my God. Either you have a, either you're, you're really not showing up to class or that teacher just hates you. Yeah, or you're about to die. You get A and PE. I mean, right? Jesus like, fucking it's, Christ. It's usually like, just participate in basketball. Like, pick up the basketball. But it's nothing like, it's not really, are you, are we going to, we're, we're not 
trying to bred kids to be in shape anymore. It's just exactly. I mean, I don't know where we lost that. I don't know where. I mean, honestly, I don't know where we lost that. That kids need that outlet to play to to maybe push yourself. I, we had a was it the National Honor not National Honor Society, but it was something the PE certificate. I think you're too young to know what I'm talking about. No one, goddamn it, no one in this room knows what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm I feel like I could be everybody's right dad now. here, but but it was a thing where like. If you perform physically and like maybe you ran a mile under, uh, we were kids, so maybe I don't, I guess under six minutes, then you got a little certificate, and, that, and it was the biggest thing in the world. It was a physical education certificate. Yeah. It was a big thing, and I think we need to bring that back, man. Physicalness. And before yeah. we got here, I know we're running late, but I want to ask you. I asked when it was the motorcycle racer. I always ask him what was that old shit moment to where that's when you're like you think you're doing well, and either somebody passes you or you almost have like a a, a like a career ending accident. What's your what was your oh shit hit that made you go, okay? Do I really want to do this shit? Like, well, what was the like the one hit or maybe one guy you faced where you were like, fuck this? <laughs> so there was one that I guess can immediately come to mind. It was one of the amateur fights where I went out to Alabama, and I had a massive, horrible weight cut, um, and I didn't really feel it until the fight. And I remember one of the first things that happened was I threw an inside kick uh-huh. and I went ca- I went shin to shin and oh. I was like oh my god I don't know if I can throw that foot again or even step on it and then on top of that I was out of shape within the first like few minutes of the fight and I was like this isn't normal and you start to have that freak out and you think like I cannot get tired you know that feeling yes. of like not wanting to be tired so you hold it ba- you hold yourself back in practice or yes. something which yeah, yeah, it yeah. takes a great coach to get you out of that but but that feeling of like, oh shit, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna gas out, I'm gonna gas out, and you just panic, and it's terrifying. And luckily, thank God for wrestling because that's all I did. I, instead of punching, I just went straight into wrestling, right into wrestling, and I held the guy down for all 15 minutes and barely punched him because I was so gassed. You John fitched him? I sure did. I sure did. And thankfully, hey, I walked out of there with a team with a with a title, but. <laughs> that was my oh shit moment. And that's when I, uh, and it's just an, uh, uh, it, it was a learning lesson of like, hey, how do we cut weight better? How do we replenish better? And, and then also just being in better shape because I never want to feel that way again. <laughs> Dude, that, I, <laughs> I love terrifying. It. I know. <laughs> I know why you're in it. It's terrifying, but you know what? You learn from it. But I love how the fact you go fucking. I'm just gonna hold this. And especially when he punches you in the face and you're gassing out. <laughs> Not a fun feeling. I was getting punched in the face. And I'm like, I gotta take this guy down as quick as I can. Man, oh my god, I love talking to you, Dude, brother. Dude, this was awesome. I mean that. No, I, thank you yes. for. Uh, for uh, popping the cherry on my first podcast, dude. dude this don't, is great. Don't, don't, don't say it like that again. But yeah, I, I, lo- <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're I feel like we're locked up in, in a cell together. Hey man, thanks for letting it be you. Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> no, honestly, nothing but the best for you, my friend. I think you're with the same management company. I had another MMA fighter, but he's from Oklahoma, where I'm from. Uh, it was uh, Hybrid Phillips. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He's with the same management. You were at Punchment? Sucker Punch. Sucker uh, Punch. Yeah. yeah, I think he's Shout with them. Sucker Punch. Yeah, we'll talk after the air outfit. But man, I wish you nothing but the best. You're 2 0 now. Thank you, brother. When's your next fight? Uh, hopefully May 13th in Sullivan, Indiana. We're oh, trying to find an opponent. Sh- oh, I don't even know where that is. I ain't it's going. about an hour and a half uh, west. So not too far. Not uh, too far. Oh, is it close to Cincinnati? I don't know. 
You don't know either? <laughs> is it one of them scary ass towns where like, hey man, fight's over. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like that? No, 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 no. It's it's a nice little, it's like almost like Lebanon, I guess you could say. I mean, still. Okay, oh, I ain't going. Uh, look, I'm Maybe gonna, you're kind of, you know, yeah. our skin color, yeah. you know, a little, a little darker well, you, type. You want to get out of there a little sooner, but. <laughs> you're lighter skin than me, so I'm in trouble, but you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I wish you nothing but the best, bro. I mean, in front of the bottom of my heart. As well. Tiger Robles, follow him on Instagram. This guy. I'm telling you, he's going to be champion. I know the guy. And he's got a great sense of humor. He was a bouncer at a comedy club. I told you what kind of guy this guy is. Comedy. And- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. Thank you so much for having me. Thank at- you, my for being on my, uh, my podcast. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nothing but the best for you, brother. I'm BT. You know what we say about this time. You know the word. Peace. Peace.